Well, hello again. It's Craig Hemingway here, communications manager for the city of Moose Jaw, and welcome to another episode of the Notorious Jawcast, the official podcast of the city of Moose Jaw, Canada's most notorious city. And must say, I think our notoriety across Canada has increased dramatically in the last few weeks. You may have noticed we unveiled our new city logo, but the big items we also unveiled February 12th were the new Look City of Moose Jaw website and the new Request for Service app. The app is so wonderful. From your phone, you can report an issue in about a minute, and that includes taking a picture of whatever issue that is, pothole, graffiti, something else. When you hit send, that request goes directly to the right people in the right department at the city of Moose Jaw. And not only that, you'll get notified that we got the request. And on top of that, you'll continue to get notifications as we update the ticket right through when that issue is resolved. Huge upgrade for us in communicating with you here at the City of Moose Jaw. And you can also use the app to sign up for rec programs, pay parking tickets, and a whole bunch more. You'll see all of that when you get the app. If you don't have it already, just search City of Moose Jaw in the Apple and Google Play stores. And with a new website, by the way, you can use that request for service piece uh, right from your desktop. So without even getting the app, you can still have access to all that speedy uh, request for service service, for lack of a better word. Uh, We'll have more on uh, some of those tech changes and the logo change a bit later on in the podcast when we're joined by city manager Jim Pufalt. And a bit later on, we'll also be joined by Mosaic Place General Manager Ryan McIver, who has made a huge impact on that facility since arriving just a few months ago. His team knocked it out of the park at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts, and they're working nonstop to prepare for several upcoming shows. And speaking of the Scotties, we just want to go back and say what a a wonderful 10 days that was here in the city of Moose Jaw uh, with Curling Canada, TSN here, and we thank every single person that came to the event and and supported our city and we couldn't have pulled it off this city without people like visit moose jaw tourism moose jaw curl moose jaw the downtown business association hundreds of volunteers right here from moose jaw who made a huge impression on uh, everybody involved uh, from across canada with the scotties everybody had so many great things to say about our city that week and man it was so special to have uh, the scotties here and we can't wait for the next major event and you know and to that end uh not sure if you've heard this rumor or not but it was being floated around that moose jaw should seriously consider bidding for the 2025 briar which would be something else. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, let's welcome our first guest to the JawCast. He is city manager, Jim Pufalt. And Jim, before we get your perspective on the Scotties and some other things, uh, we do want to talk to you about uh, city council February 24th and the biggest item from that. First off, welcome to the show. My pleasure, man. Good to see you. Uh, before we get to uh, Scotties and some of the, the new things at the city here, the website, app, logo, those things, do you want to talk about what was, I guess, the biggest piece of news that came out of the most recent city council meeting February 24th, council approving water main replacement locations for 2020. Uh, There was money allocated in the 2020 budget, of course, through the program to address water main replacement. And we've got four locations. Go through, I guess, from your perspective, you know, again, the importance of this program and some of what goes into picking those locations. For sure. I mean, the, the cast iron program is certainly a huge Huge program for Moose Jaw and, you know, established in 2016 and 
uh, you know, trying to address or not trying to addressing the issue of the of the water breaks. And I mean, it's just becoming huge for us. We spent just got the figures last year, 109 breaks, two point four million dollars on repairs. And that's not enhancing the system at all. That is just fixing breaks. And so certainly that's a waste of money. And we uh, with the creation of the cast iron program started to address those breaks and we're to the point what's happening of course is that as we fix areas the pressure builds upon the broken or the old areas still so it creates more breaks as we fix things so it's kind of a, it's con counterintuitive but that's actually what happens but at some point in time you get where you've turned the corner and what's left in the ground is cast iron is in better shape than what we're dealing with right now because we're really triaging to a great degree over the last five years. Yeah, and as you indicated, right, we've got sections where there's PVC pipe, which is great. So some big pressure coming through that. But if it's attached to the old cast iron pipe, well, then at that point, that pressure is going to go and attack the old pipe. Well, exactly. And then what happens is as it breaks and you repair that break, then it goes to the next weakest spot and it breaks. You repair that break and then it goes to the next weakest spot. So it's just, it's, it's, it's not an effective way to deal with, with old underground lines. You have to replace them. The breaks just keep happening until you get to the point of replacing them. So, you know, when we look at things and certainly the first five years have been more of a triage, this is the area that things are breaking steady. And so we need to get in there and fix it. And we're to the point that we think we can be a little bit more strategic about it. We want to get to some areas and fill in those blanks, you know, where we have the old attached to the new and deal with some areas that are, you know, high, uh, high impact in the community and affect, you know, huge community assets, uh, but still are having breaks. And so what we're doing is, you know, we're taking places like Mosaic Place and the spa and they are getting breaks on a regular basis and we're in there and disrupting the work that they're trying to accomplish and you know it affects tourism and it's just a huge effect on the community more so than everywhere else and so we want to get into those areas get them fixed and then get out of here because we don't want to be back on high street ever again uh, and you know fix fairford as well so it's really important that we get those areas done because there's still breaks happening there i know in front of mosaic it's been fairly fairly regular since i've been here that there's people and trucks and, and things happening there and i know sometimes it's been a worrisome for games or events happening there so again we can't do that we we are a tourism community we want to encourage people to come here and you know it irritates them as more probably more so than it does residents that they're trying to get to someplace and they can't get there. So, I mean, we need to fix those areas and then get out of there and never come back again. Well, as you alluded to, of course, a high street west from Main Street to 3rd Avenue, uh, northwest on the list this year, Fairford East, Main to 2nd Avenue, Northeast, also Staticona Street East, 6th to 10th, and 3rd Avenue Northwest, Oxford to McDonald Street, the four locations this year. And, and again, we, we talked about the challenges of High Street in 2017 and uh, learned a lot of lessons from a project that did not go according to plan and, and, and really impa impacted uh, so many people, businesses, residents, so many people. And so trying to learn those lessons and coming forward, right? And uh, soon after that, the city changed uh, the tender process, pre-qualifying <coughs> contractors uh, after that to ensure that you know whoever we bring in has the experience to tackle a project of this magnitude and then of course as you mentioned now on high street this year well we've got third to, to ninth west done so let's get the other main to third completed so all that stretches the new pipe 
Absolutely, and again, that will take the pressure off High Street altogether. It'll go to another location that the pipes are bad, but at least we'll get you know a major thoroughfare in the city completed. Um, that again will not you know lots of businesses on there, and as we said, we learned a lot of lessons I think from 2017 and 2018, and we're going to you know have open houses coming soon that we'll be able to sit down with with property owners and talk about how can we work together on this, how can we ensure that the impacts, which they are, and they're they, no candy coating that, it impacts people, but how can we minimize that as much as possible? Um, and work with the property owners to, to find the best answers. I think that some of the processes we've changed, we're not gonna open up you know, three, four blocks at a time. We've found that's not very effective. Um, and the, if there's a beauty about doing, you know, in front of Mosaic, there's two big parking lots on each side that people can get in and out and still get to, to the businesses that are there. And then again, if we we you know, find ways to make sure that people can get to the businesses everywhere, um, and you know, even as well, we've been working, as you know, over the last couple of years and making sure we have in-house design, and that's been very effective because we're to the point now that we're putting out tenders are ready to put out tenders in March, which is, I think, again, another uh, big step forward for us. Um, and so, you know, again, that gives us more time to work. We're not into a compressed window of time to try and get something done. Way it's working now, we should have, you know, from May long or when the frost's out of the ground till, till the snow flies or it gets too cold to work to get the work done. So that lets us be better at what we do. We can schedule better. We can you know, take into account a week of, of wet weather and still get the projects done in a year. So, I mean, as you know, that was a massive change for the city to get to the point that we can get budgets done early, create in-house design, and get to the point that we can get out early on tenders, you know, get best pricing, get lots of extra time to schedule and get the work done. So it's pretty exciting. You know, we worked, you know, we do a lot of work behind the scenes to get us prepared and ready to go. And when you see programs coming together, it's really fulfilling and, and, and you know, it shows, I think, the value we provide for the city in you know, creating ways that we can be better at what we do. And I mean, there's a good point on Fairford. There's one block of new, uh, new PVC in between all the old casts. So, I mean, we're kind of going backwards. We're going we're gonna to get the rest of that fixed. Again, one street will be completely done. We don't have to come back there ever again. And as you mentioned, we are going to be having a couple of open houses for everybody affected by a water main replacement. Uh, those dates to be finalized, they will happen in the month of March and we'll also provide uh, a bunch of information, everything you need to know if your property is affected by a water main replacement. Uh, now, Jim, we'll go uh, from that on to the Scotties Tournament of Hearts, which just wrapped up uh, a few days ago as we record this. And I guess from your perspective, give us your thoughts. I mean, it was clearly a pretty special event for the city of Moose Jaw to hold. To see that level of curling was amazing. I was able to go to the weekend plays and some of the plays during the week. And I mean, I, I thought that I honestly picked uh, Carrie Ironson to win because I had seen her not miss a shot. Any game I had been at, she never missed a shot. And she was really aggressive. And so, you know, watching her Sunday night, my wife and I were cheering for our different teams. But, you know, the beauty of that is the people that won were the fans and, and the national audience that got to see such an amazing curling. Uh, it just, you know, it blows my mind that they are that incredibly good and can make those types of shots. It's just like, wow. So as a customer watching the game, outstanding. Mosaic place, beautiful for the game. I mean... I don't know, and I mean, I've watched, you know, the Briars and, and uh, Scotties on TV. 
I don't know if I've seen a better facility than Mosaic Place for that. You know, from the boxes and the and the lounge to the concourse, um, and then you know you add in uh, the Heartstop Lounge right in the in the Moose Jaw Curling Center. I mean, it's an incredibly compact area to put all that together into one spot and 60,000 people. I mean, wow. I mean, I think. You know, for the facility, it was outstanding curling, Curl Canada. We can't thank them enough for coming back to Moose Jaw. Uh, our staff at, uh, at Mosaic did an outstanding job. I mean, that's a long haul, 14 days. I mean, we've all done concerts and they're, you know, a day, a day and a half, two days, but 14 straight days of working and having that many people in the building and that many guests. It's a really long haul for our staff. So, you know, kudos to them. They did an outstanding job. The volunteers were outstanding. I mean, I don't know how many more things you can say. And I mean, you and I both know the work that, you know, we did outside of Mosaic. We knew that the volunteers and our staff there would be able to handle people coming in. But we were able to do the work with the downtown business group and, you know, get the the the, the, the storefronts suited up and looking very nice for Scotty's and the work we did to get River Street lights up and running again was incredible uh, and you know coming right down to the deadline to get it done so I mean it was such a huge community effort that you know you see it when Scotty's is on but we've been working with Curl Canada for over a year um, you know since we announced in November of 18 that we had the, the Scotty's coming you know we've been working with them since then and it all culminated in just a tremendous event, you know, another feather in the cap, feather in the fedora for Moose Jaw. Uh, you know, you, you look at what we did uh, with the air show and 50,000 to 60,000 people in the community for that. Another 60,000 people went through Mosaic to watch uh, the Scotty. So, I mean, just a huge event. We showcased to the nation of what Moose Jaw is about, notorious notoriously, you know, entertaining, notorious volunteers that get everything done, a, a city that is notorious for getting things done. So, I mean, holy, I could not believe it. And then to get the logo out before, uh, you know, launched the two days before Scotty's, again, kudos to you and, and the staff here at City Hall for working so hard to get that enrolled out. And I remember I came back and watched Friday Night Draw on TV and for the first half of the the, the 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 draw, I couldn't see our logo, and I knew there was one in the ice, and I was just I just about called you that night, remember? <laughs> and then fortunately, uh, as we come to the other end, you could see it the notorious logo on the ice. So I mean, I you know I don't think the community couldn't be prouder of all the work that everybody did to make this happen. It's incredible, and then. You know, to take opportunity, and you know that's what we do is to take opportunity and advantage of, of to roll out our logo and make sure the nation sees it 200 and 300 times a game. It's just wow, incredible! Again, this is like the moose thing. You just can't buy this type of coverage. <laughs> we'll get to a little more on uh, the logo and and some of the associated. Uh, uh, items that came up with that uh, in just a little bit. Want to go back to the regular meeting of City Council on, oh, yeah, on that, that that just happened on, on February 24th, and uh, nothing too big at Council though. Uh, the the quarterly presentation of the quarterly reports and department through department. I know there's some things in there that you wanted to be sure that we highlighted and, and, and reminded people of in case they weren't watching or didn't catch them. Absolutely, thank you. And I know that when I first came to the community that I know from our staff point of view and the directors, the quarterly reports were a little bit of an anxious time to get in front of council and talk about things that we're doing. 
Um, and, you know, I've, I view the quarterly reports as, a, again, a tremendous opportunity to tell the community about what we're doing for them and, and the, the work that we're doing, the accomplishments we're making, some of the challenges we face. But again, we are letting people know what we're doing and reaching our objectives and, and completing projects that we've, we've been working on. And so, I mean, it's always a good check for us to check and see how we're doing against the projects that we have scheduled for the year. But it's also a good reporting to the community to show the work that we're doing. And so, again, a lot of the work that we carry on as projects and work on uh, behind the scenes to make sure they come forward came, uh, are, are highlighted through the quarterly reports. And, you know, a few of them we've talked about the customer service focus base that we have, the sense of urgency. And so we've been working to build that culture, to enhance that culture in, in the city. And, uh, you know, I feel that it is, it is coming along and we're getting there. So, I mean, it's just, again, uh, uh, outlining expectations and, and helping people to understand what we're trying to accomplish. So I know I talk about, I do want to talk about our shared sense of purpose because to me it's really important because that's what we're trying to accomplish. And that is, you know, we provide exceptional services to our customers and each other, taking ownership and pride in what we do. We're solution-focused and ask, how can we help you? We resolve issues with a sense of urgency in a positive manner. We have the courage to be innovative, try new ideas and suggestions and accept feedback. And I think our first part of the podcast was talking about stuff like that. We create opportunities for others to succeed. Again, Scott is a huge, huge uh, example of that. We do not blame ex or make excuses. We leave negativity and egos at the door. We are in this together. We are a team. And so, I mean, that, again, is our, our, our mantra as we go to work every day and how can we be better at what we do? How can we be better every day and provide better customer service to each other and to the people in the community? And, again, when we get the opportunity, the people in Canada. So, I mean, a lot of the highlights in the, the last quarter and probably one of the biggest ones we talked about lots with getting the budget done by Christmas which is, you know, again, a huge accomplishment for the city. I'm not sure that it was done before. And we're seeing the benefits of that already. And just should uh, remind people that so the quarter we're talking about is October through December of 2019 was the fourth fourth quarter of, of last year, just so we're not confusing any timelines. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes they all roll together yeah. because I know we talked last night about the, the logo and the new website coming out. Um, which happened in January, but as you know, we worked like dogs in the, in the last quarter of the year to make sure we were able to roll it out in January because those things just don't happen, right? That takes a lot yeah. of work, a lot of coordination, a lot of people working together to make stuff like that, that happen. So we did that. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we worked really hard to get our new payroll program in place, and certainly not without challenges, but it's implemented and we're going with it now. Um, our safety stats are down. We're down from 2018, so that's good to see. Um, you know, we completed the Canadian Tire deal in 20 in in that quarter. We completed the SAS Power Agreement in that quarter. So there's some pretty major things got announced and done in that quarter. Uh, we look at uh, the work, construction work that we were doing that last year. In the last quarter, we were wrapping up on on the cast iron program. We got five out of six projects done. You know, we got a lot of work done last year that we had scheduled to do, and that again was getting budget and tenders out earlier in the year. And so we've seen results of having a focus on getting done earlier uh, and focusing on getting our projects done in time. So we did a good job on that. Um, Parks and Rec, they've seen uh, attendance is across the board higher than 2018, so it's great to see. 
And you know, we just have done a ton of work over the last that three those three uh, months that really you know kind of concluded 2019 in our mind of getting projects out. And you know, again, making sure that we had things like the logo and the website ready to go in January. And so we've been working hard. That's a major project. And again, getting it out in time is important to us because we do feel the sense of urgency. Things need to be done and we need to do them timely. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, uh, to that end, we, we mentioned the new logo, of course, uh, and, and, and the new look website uh, is out. Uh, and that all came February 12th. And and uh, what we haven't mentioned yet, that also came out February 12th, along with the website, is the new Request for Service app, which was uh, approved by council in the, in the fall of 2018. And then from there is our IT department, quarterbacked this project, took the ball and ran with it, and uh, put in a ton of hours behind the scenes to make sure that it's a, a real quick and easy uh, application for, for our users and in our residents and Jim. And I know this was one that uh, council uh, championed, of course, and, and we couldn't be happier to have it out. Absolutely. And this is, a, you know, it's a tremendous uh, uh, program that will help us out across the board. First of all, better customer service. People can now, if they see a pothole or see something that needs to be done, they can take a picture of it and it come to the city and go to the direct comp- the direct department that can work on and get it fixed and schedule it in and lets people know what, that we've received it and lets people know when the work is done, which is you know an important thing because it's fine to send it in, but you know we want people to help us. We can't have eyes in every place in the community, and so we appreciate when people can phone in and, and or use the app to let us know what's going on in the community. And then, you know, we appreciate that work. And so we wanted to find a way that we could, again, easily let people know that we appreciate what you've done. We've got it. And when it's done, we'll let you know that we got it done. So we appreciate that work. And so it's a good opportunity for people to give us a hand with that. And the stats for the first two weeks, I think, are pretty amazing because we had, you know, over 600 people sign up on the app for one. And then of the, uh, the requests that have come in, 53% of them were done through the app. So that didn't go through our staff, which used to happen. So already we've seen a pretty big uh, decline on the amount of calls coming to our call centers and our people working in the buildings that allows them to focus in on more productive tasks that require, you know, basically human skills to deal with as compared to, you know, uh, writing down, for example, writing down a pothole location passing it out to the out to the crews out there, making sure it gets done and then getting it marked off. And so with this app, it's really convenient and easy for everybody to let us know for us to mark it off. And the beauty of the course is that we see productivity increases from from software where our people can spend their time on different tasks, which are, you know, we're always looking there's always work to be done. And so I mean anytime we can use existing resources to get that work done, it's a huge step forward. So there's so many benefits from this app. It's beyond comprehension. Well, and you mentioned the efficiency, not only saving time of, of the people that would answer phones and saving them uh, some calls, but when you think about, you know, when pictures are sent in of whatever it is, if it's a pothole, if it's graffiti or, or you know, whatever it is, previously, if, if somebody got a report of a pothole somewhere, yeah. okay, well, I know the location, but I've got to go now. Our crew would have to go drive by it to, to assess it. And then okay, figure out where it, it can fit in the priority list. Yeah. Well, think of the time that that alone takes to just do that drive-by first to assess. If I've got the picture now, our crews our crews have the picture, well, they don't need to hop in a vehicle and drive by and take a look. 
they can take a look on their phone. And so that's another efficiency built in to the system. That's a great point because again, sometimes when we get requests, you go to a location, you can't actually find it, or it's not, you know, as, uh, not that people exaggerate, but sometimes, you know, a, a pothole can be pretty massive swallowing a car, but not quite. And so it's important that we have those pictorial evidence that we can say, okay, yeah, that one needs to get done. Get that on the list right away. This one can come the second time around or even finding graffiti. You know, if we have the exact location and the thing we didn't talk about, this actually comes with GPS locations with it when it comes to us. So we know exactly where to go. And again, it just makes us better, quicker, stronger at what we do. And so that's to me, that's exciting because, again, it's hard to get more resources. Is there a better way? And that's you know certainly one of our objectives is to make the best use of the resources that we have, and that's a way to do that. Yeah, so the new Request for Service app is uh, really easy to use, and it's easy to find. You can download it right from, you can go to our web, thenewmoosejaw.ca, and uh, the link is right there for you to download it there. If you don't want to use the app, you can still use the exact same process through your desktop computer uh, to submit a request for service, report an issue, and, and it'll work the exact same way. So you can do it through the website. Uh, or you can just go to either the uh, the Apple Store, the Google Play Store, uh, search City of Moose Jaw, our app will come up. You can download it, get it on your phone and, and, and your tablet and all your devices, yeah. and, and you're off to the races. Well, and we certainly urge everybody to take advantage of this app because it's a great way to get information from the city. We're able to push out information directly to your phone or whatever site that you have. And uh, again, it's the opportunity to communicate with us in a timely fashion and allows us to be more productive at what we want to do, which is one of our objectives. That's City Manager Jim Pufault. We thank him for his time and uh, move on now to Mosaic Place. New general manager was appointed last year and he... uh, has been doing the job for well, a little over six months now. Ryan McIver is his name and has done a lot of work at Mosaic Place since coming here. We've already seen some of the, the fruits of all of his labor and his staff and I'm going to see a lot more of it in the the coming future. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Yes, uh, thanks for having me on the Notorious Jawcast. Well, you're welcome. It's, it's a pleasure is all ours. Uh, I appreciate you making time, first of all, because I know, you know, certainly the Scotties themselves were incredibly busy, but I mean, you've got stuff going all the time. You're trying to clean things up from the Scotties, plus all the things you have coming up. Yes. Uh, take us through, uh, I guess, the Scotties from your perspective, uh, the things you had to do. And of course, this is your first major event like this since you came here just a few months ago. Yeah, so um, the Scott Curve of Hearts has been a ongoing an event for us for months and months and months prior. Much like the the host organizing committee, it doesn't stop with them. It, it continues with the the venue as we look to plan and prepare prepared for the event. And then literally after the Warriors game, uh, we started to flip the building there on the evening uh, of the eighth and into the ninth, and it just went from there. And it. It hasn't really finished until today, which is the 27th is really sort of, I could say, we probably feel we have a hockey game tonight with the AAA uh, Warriors. So, you know, I would say the building is in 95% um, recovered from the event. you know, it does. Uh, it takes a village to uh, put on these events, not only just from the volunteers, the host organizing committee, but uh, all aspects, the entire community, from the hoteliers to the cab companies, the restaurants, you know, janitorial supply company to stationary companies, all, everyone that is, uh, has an aspect, uh, you know, touching the event. But here in the building, it, uh, you, know, it's, you know, three draws a day, 
you know, uh, cleaning the building after everyone's gone, cleaning all the dressing rooms, all the garbages, all the bathrooms, restocking everything, uh, ensuring food and beverage is the same, right? So um, it just isn't the hour, you know, the hour before the event and the three hours of the draw. It starts at, you know, 5.30 in the morning to, you know, 2.33 in the morning is sort of uh, when the buildings open uh, that where staff are working through to ensure the visitor experience uh, and the fan experience uh, is taken care of. Yeah, I think people would have an appreciation generally that, you know, the role Mosaic Place would play for an event like this, but maybe not the full scope of it, as you mentioned, some yeah. of the, you know, the janitorial things they might assume. But, you know, here's, you know, I see uh, your office staff and the entire Mosaic staff, they're the ones doing all the cleaning, mm -hmm. you know, before or after, staying here late at night. It's yeah. not just one or two people or you just hire no. some extra janitorial staff to do that. It is the the team here. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's the entire organization with Spectra, you know, we do have a team team aspect to our to our business, like any business. Uh, uh, but you know, with the timeframes uh, put in place and and moving it forward, it uh, you know, it's all hands on decks to get the jobs done. And um, whether it be myself in the stands picking garbage or changing garbage in the concourse to uh, the housekeeper, it uh, starts at the top and it should go all the way through. So um, we're here to ensure the the place uh, and the asset and the events is ready for any event uh, that takes place here at Mosaic Place. No doubt you have to be prepared for anything to happen. Uh, any any big curveballs that came at you that uh, uh, you, you know, didn't anticipate? You know, I think it's like anything. It's, uh, you know, it's always looking at, it isn't just the venue, right? Uh, and inside the, the walls. It's, you know, what does it look like from, you know, God forbid I say parking or access, how do people get here? You know, the transportation flows and just, you know, uh, you know, how do, where does all the logistics and how does everyone access the venue and what doors as curling is, uh, you know, the curling ice is very sensitive to temperature swings and uh, air and dew points and, and humidity. So managing the building and the access to the building and surrounding the building to ensure that Again, the playing surface is not impacted, and so it's taking that approach and taking it out 50 meters from the building all the way around. Uh, curveballs, lots of curveballs, but it's the live event business. You know, we're putting, you know, more in some cases, we're putting an entire WHL Warriors hockey season in 10 days in terms of attendance, uh, activity level, et cetera, in 10 days compared to spread out in terms of entire season. So there's a lot of complexities. Things break down, not because the whatever, it just breaks, right? Things get old, whatever. And so it's just working through those things, you know, and there are, there's no such thing as surprises in the live event business. It's just, it's not what's going to happen. It's how you react to them and, and solve the problem and make it go away. So it's seamless for the visitor um, and let the staff and behind the scenes worry about the, uh, the problems. Any big successes stand out? Um, lots, you know, I just think just some of the customer experience that, and the feedback that we received, whether it be a, a, a seating issue or, you know, ingress, something happens, you know, it'd be, you know, someone lo lost something and we, they find it lost and found or just helping people through that whole customer service point, even though maybe the end result, they didn't find their gloves, wallet, glasses, whatever it is. It's just those touch points where people that we talked to anyways, felt um, really appreciated and taken care of as they were the number one priority. So, 
you know, lots of touch points for me, lots of great successes for the staff here at the building, you know, um, for Spectra coming in over the years of all the sort of the change that has happened within Mosaic Place. I really feel that this event really helped coalesce the team back together. Uh, so for me, I think that's a real big takeaway for me. Sure. Uh, any uh, you know, feedback from whether it's Curling Canada or TSN, just their experience here? Yeah, I think overall um, from Curling Canada, they love the building. They they love the staff. Why wouldn't they love the staff? Hmm. Um, you know, it's just, again, going above and beyond and anticipating their needs and wants. And that's the same with TSN. Uh, you know, the building has a, a lot of great, how it's set up, how it's built has a lot of great, at, you know, it's really great. They're obviously, like any building, there are always some challenges. Again, anticipating some of those challenges, we made them go away. Um, and there's very small minutiae details, but uh, in the live event business, it just makes a world of difference. No tripping hazards, no cable trays, the stuff, all that stuff back at house just really make their day easier. Um, and just really just reiterating to the staff. So when TSN, whether it be the volunteers or Curling Canada, walk through the back, just really enforcing back to the staff that always say hi and smile. And it's just those small things. It's a grind. You know, it's not just the 10, you know, the 24 draws within those days. It was, you know, five days before that and however many days after, right? So just always being that positive thing. And so I think that's the takeaways that we get is that TSN and the Curl Canada, and in some cases, the volunteers um, are just have been, I believe, been treated really well. So as you already alluded to, uh, it's not like uh, the event ends and oh, you get to take a few days off. It's, you know, hit no. <laughs> onward and upward to getting the ice back in and, and yeah. getting ready for a hockey game, as you said tonight. And then uh, concerts in the next couple of weeks, have Brad Paisley on the way and yeah. then uh, more coming up in the spring. And that's a product of really your goal coming in here a few months ago was to get this place busy. Yes. Uh, so it's onwards and upwards. Yeah, we didn't take a day off on Monday. Uh you know, Sunday night, I, th I think some of the staff, uh, you know, I think the last person out the door was 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. And I think the rest of the staff left around 10 o'clock-ish. Uh, and a lot of people were back at it at 8, 7, 6 9 o'clock. And we have a task to do is put the building back together and to get the deliveries out and get the Curl Canada stuff, TSN, whatever it might be, out back on the road. And uh, it just, it's a normal business for us. Um, and um, yeah, we're just, it's just part of the business that we're in, right? Of just that live event business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as we look to and transition from curling to hockey back to the upcoming events, it's just, it's the event business. And again, that's what uh, this building should be doing um, in terms of driving that activity level. Uh, and again, it's, it, I use the old adage, right? Where everyone likes sausage, but you don't necessarily know or want to know how it's made, right? And, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of energy work uh, that goes in to ensure these events are done, set up, you know, organized, managed properly uh, in a safe uh, and uh, fun manner. Uh, and it's, people only come for those couple hours to the event, right? So there's so much that goes into it. Uh, and just, uh, and, and it just doesn't, it's just, it's self-perpetuating, right? It just keeps rolling. Uh, we'll, we'll end here in a moment, uh, just, promoting the, the upcoming concerts, but did want to ask about the, the strategy involved in that, you know, as you try and plan a year, uh, you want to have as many events as, as possible, but also we can't oversaturate. There's got to be some kind of timing involved. So you're not yeah. asking people to buy too many tickets or too many things at, at yeah. one time, right? What goes into that? 
That's a whole nother jaw cast, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, sometimes, well, a lot of the times we have some ability to affect that routing or opportunity, but a lot of times we don't. It's really when the artists are available, when they're coming through Canada or central Canada. And um, so is there a, a point of uh, no return in terms of that? How much is too much? Probably, uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, we don't have the ability uh, to uh, affect the change of whether they're coming or not. Um, we're always looking, we're looking six, eight, a year, two years out in terms of that, the acts and artists that may be available or who coming through. Uh, and we're just always looking, what is the opportunity? How does it fit the demographic within Moose Jaw and the Southern Saskatchewan sort of region? And how do we build a good business case around it? Right. So let's finish that. I think there's what is it? It's four shows over the next three months we've got. So um, we got the finalization last five games of the Warriors. Right. Yeah. So we go a Warriors game. We pre-rig for Brad Paisley and then Brad Paisley, Gord Bamford in the Redneck Tour and then uh, back to a Warriors game. So we've got uh, five days of transition and craziness amongst the shows. So it's not like Brad Paisley leaves all his gear behind and Gore Bamford uses it. It's a completely <laughs> different setup and change. So we will put the building through its paces again. And then we have addition, uh, we've got a couple other um, events in the building, some conferences and meetings that are going on in between uh, in April. And then in May, we lead into some more conferences and, and meetings, but really then we have uh, High Valley and ZZ Top with Cheap Trick in, in May. So we have a busy spring um and we're looking towards the fall don't know what that looks like yet but we're looking to the fall for sure all right ron mckiver gm at mosaic place anything else to add today you know i just i think the big thing is is you know there's so many people to thank but really um from my perspective it goes out to the unsung heroes of the staff at mosaic place mosaic place general manager ryan mckiver our thanks to ryan and to city manager jim pufalt for being our guests on the notorious Jawcast this week again for uh, previous episodes of the Jawcast and anything else you want to find out about the city of moose jaw head to the new look moosejaw.ca